South Side, the New York Times Side. Staying alive was no job. All right, second uh, podcast for Craig Meddy. We're going to be talking some Padre baseball. We're about a little over 25% of the season into the season. I just want to say, you know, the highs and lows so far, what I see, give my thoughts on what the team needs to improve on and who's doing well and what have you. So let's just start with the manager because I think he's 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 the biggest problem I see. I know a lot of people are kind of like, well, you got to give them better players, this and that. We're starting to give them players. And what I'm seeing is a lot of lackadaisical from individual players. Will Myers, you know, I mean, he's probably going to be lackadaisical. He doesn't really give the greatest effort anyways. I don't think that's really Andy Green's fault. But Hosmer defensively isn't playing as good as he normally does. I don't know if Hosmer likes him. I don't, I don't know what Machado's, as far as his relationship goes with Andy Green, I, I don't know if any of the players really like him, you know, I, I don't see them, it doesn't seem like they play hard for Andy Green, is what I'm trying to say, and there's a lot of things Andy Green does that I don't like, but the main thing I see is I don't see the players playing hard for him, I'm not seeing, they don't have a spark right now, I mean, they started off the season 11-5, and five. they were kind of you know, dancing around, hitting home runs, and and you just saw this this energy from the team, and it is just completely, completely gone away. They don't have much energy. Looks like they're just going through the motions, and it's really frustrating to watch because the only way they score any goddamn runs is if they hit a home run. Um, nobody gets on base. The approach that they have at the plate is terrible. Everybody goes up there just hacking. You know, I guess that's the way people are taught now in baseball is just hack away. Which is just stupid. Nobody can be a line drive hitter. How about getting somebody on base so you could hit a two, three run homer instead of every home run being a solo shot? I mean, you look at Framil Reyes, he's got 14 home runs. He's got 25 RBIs. I mean, that's just pathetic. And it's not his fault. He's batting second. I really don't know why he bats second. A lot of people are like, well, Machado, you know, helps him out and, and you know, gets some fastballs and stuff. I understand that. I understand that to a degree. I mean, I, I'm very pro, you know, uh, line of protection. I think line of protection matters. But if you put, I would use a lineup of, right now I'd put Garcia one. I'd probably put. I'd, I don't know. I'd probably put Hosmer two, and I'd probably put Machado three, Reyes four, and Renfro five. But when you get Tatis back, I'd probably go a lineup of Garcia one, um, Hosmer two, Machado three, Reyes four, Tatis five, Renfro six. And then the other two guys, it really doesn't matter. They're automatic outs. And that's and let's get into the automatic outs. Let's let's start with the bad. And then we'll get into the good. So what have we seen? Manny Margot is I know Will Myers is gonna get all the grief and he makes a lot of the money, but Manny Margot is that's the position they need to fill fill the most. They need a center fielder and preferably it be a leadoff hitter. They need a leadoff hitter so freaking bad, it's unbelievable. You got to get some of the guys on base. That You got plenty of guys that can hit 30 home runs. You know, you got Reyes. He's going to easily hit 30. Renfro's going to hit 30. And he he's a, he's a part-time player, and he's going to hit 30. 
Uh, Machado will hit 30. I don't think anyone else, but I think those three guys are going to hit 30. That's that's a lot of home runs. That, that's enough home runs. That's enough power in the meat of the order. The problem is no one's getting on base. And Margot should be your leadoff hitter. And if he had an approach of, hey, I'm going to hit 270, 280, and was a line drive hitter and try to get on base, work some walks, I think he only has three walks on the year, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's just a joke. His approach is the worst approach on the team, just based on what his talent is. Myers, Myers, I'll get to Myers, and he's garbage. He's fucking awful. But right now, when you, you look at, Margo, it's like, why does that guy swing out of his ass? I don't get it. He should try to be a line drive hitter. Hit 270, hit 280. If by year four or five, you're consistently a 280, 290 hitter, and you say, you know what, I want to elevate my game, and I want to be, you know, more of a home run hitter, a la Marquise Grissom, you know, Marquise Grissom, when he came up, you know, with Montreal, I believe was more just getting on base and hitting line drives, and then as his career developed and he got better and better he started hitting a little bit more home runs if you want to do that approach i'm fine with margo doing that approach the approach he has right now is he tries to hit he thinks he's like a 30 home run hitter like he's gonna pop 30 home runs dude try to hit 260 first 270 i don't know what his average is right now i think it's probably hovering around 250 260 but it's not it's not even just at the average it's he doesn't get on base like at all at all. And he should be our center fielder. He should be our leadoff hitter. So that's the biggest problem that they have. They don't have a center fielder. Then you go to Myers. And I thought Myers, I mean, I've defended Myers for a couple years. I'm over defending him. He's a complete bum. He's, if you were, if you're raising a kid and my son's eight years old, my son's not into baseball, but if my son watched baseball, like my daughter watches it, my daughter's six. I'm going to tell her not to watch, not to not to play like Will Myers. There's no way. Because that guy can care less. I mean, it looks like he's stoned out of his fucking mind half of the time. Um, it just, he has no, no sense of urgency. It just, it seems like it's, it's like a, like he, like it's a job he doesn't like. That he has to, some of us have jobs that we don't like and, and our performance, you know, dictates that. And it just looks like he's dragging over there like, "Ah, I would rather not be here. I'd rather be somewhere else. And it's just a complete joke. The guy's going to make, I think, $22 million next year for the next three years. That is the worst contract on the team, and it's not even close. Everyone was telling me about Hosmer and, oh, my God, he's got such a bad contract, this and that. Hosmer is making $21 this year, and he's, he's probably not worth $21 million. We'll get into Hosmer, but... There's, he's only got three more years at 21 million. Myers is going to be making more after next year. Or excuse me, after this year. For the next three seasons, Myers, I believe, is going to make one more million a year. And there's no way that they're not even close to the same player. Hosmer doesn't hit home runs like Myers does. And Myers will probably end up, I don't know, with over 20 home runs. Because I think he has like seven right now. He'll probably end up with like 22 home runs, something like that. But he's an automatic out right now. I mean, a complete automatic out. I mean, it's embarrassing. He can't hit the ball. I think he drew two walks today. I I was at my 
my niece's first communion, so I didn't I didn't see the game, but I I was checking on my phone and, and I think he had two walks. How the fuck are the Pirates walking him twice? What are, what are they doing? Just throw it right down the middle. He can't hit the ball. He's garbage. Absolutely garbage. I hate his attitude. It sucks. He really pisses me off. But I will say this. He has played pretty good defense in center field. I'll give him that. And if he was struggling at the plate just like a little bit and the way that they've moved him around, I mean, the guy's played left field. He's played center field. He's played first base. He's played third base. I mean, they've moved him around. He's played right field. They've moved him around so much. Like, I think it, to a degree that should affect your offense. To a degree. It shouldn't make you one of the worst players in baseball. And right now, he looks like one of the worst players in baseball. And really, it's hard for them because... I like Renfro, but he's not a starter. Renfro's like a player that can play 60% of the time. He can play three out of five games, but you don't want to play him three straight games. You want to play him two games, then a day off, play him two more. Because it seems like when he plays like five straight games, like he really struggles. He hit a home run today, three-run shot. Like he, he hits big home runs. You know, he gets RBIs. Like he, not all his home runs are solo shots. Not all his home runs are like Will Myers. Will Myers, even like on his home runs... They're the most meaningless home runs. It's always like when they're playing Colorado, it'll be like 13-3, to and he'll hit a three-run homer to add on. 16-3, to Padres, yeah, Will Myers, you know. Or they'll be in Colorado, you know, 7 nothing in like the fourth and, or the sixth, and he'll be like 0-3 at the, at the time. But they'll end up winning 15 nothing, and he'll end up 3-for-6, because he just added on. And it's just, he he just, I don't know. Every time he comes up with runners on, I'm like, oh God, he's not going to get a hit. You have no faith in Will Myers. It's really, that contract's going to hurt. Now, what do they do? A lot of people are like, hey, just trade him, trade him. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're, if to trade him, you're going to probably have to throw in a Patino or Morhan to get rid of him, to get rid of a good portion of the contract. I don't even think you could get rid of the whole contract if you threw in one of those guys. Maybe you could if Myers gets it going and then he starts off, you know, a good first half next year and you say to yourself, you know what, our pitching staff's pretty solid. Morhan's on the verge. Morhan or Patino is on the verge of getting called up. Um, let's flip Myers now. Like, let's say Myers in the second half kind of has a good second half. Let's say he hits 270 and he hits 15 home runs in the second half and he you know, looks like a halfway decent player. And then the first half of next year, at this time next year, middle of May, he's having a good year. Like he's hitting 270, 280, and he's driving the baseball and he's playing pretty good defense, whatever. It looks like he actually cares about baseball, which this all of this is not going to happen. I'm just saying if it did. And then you put in a boar hunt, I think you'd probably get rid of the whole contract. But good luck with that. Um, as far as going back to Andy Green, the big – the biggest thing I see for him as far as decision making that he's done is and I said this I said this prior to the season. I did not I did not like the way he used the bullpen last year. I do not like the way he uses the bullpen slash starters this year. Um when they were eleven and five, I was worried. I did not I was like, Yeah, it's cool, get as many wins as you can because the way he's gonna he's gonna tax that bullpen, it's gonna come back and bite you in the ass. I didn't think it would come back and bite him in the ass this early in the season, but it 100% has. 
he he fucks Stammen. I mean, Stammen, Stammen now looks a little more fresh because they've been getting their ass kicked so much that they haven't had to use Stammen. But, I mean, he used Stammen so much in at the beginning of the season. And it, it worked, you know, and then it didn't work. It, was, it worked for that first two weeks. And then for a two-week span, Stammen was kind of getting destroyed. And I think he was getting destroyed because his arm was fatigued. Now it's a little more fresh now. I didn't get to see him pitch today, but the last time he was against the Pirates, I think it was the Pirates, he pitched pretty good, and I think it was a game before that. Actually, I think it was just the Pirates on Thursday. I think he looked really good, and I think he was throwing 93-94, where earlier, when I think his arm was fatigued, he was throwing 89-90 or 90-91. So, and I know the bullpen... um, and I mean, I'm going to rip on Preller a little bit too. One of the things is um, Andy Green; he's getting dealt a tough hand. So it, this is a tough job. You got a you got a starting rotation that you have to baby Paddock and Strom. I understand that. I'm fully in on that. I totally get that. You know, I do not want Paddock to, you know, try to go that extra mile this year and then he's ruined the next couple of years because we pulled a Mark Pryor or Kerry Wood on, on Chris Paddock. There's no reason to do that. So I understand babying him and Paddock is going to be a, a really good number two or, or, or really good number three. I don't think he's going to be a number one because right now he only, I mean, he throws three pitches, but only two of them really are effective. The curveball is just, just to show me curveball. I think the curveball will get a little bit better and I think he'll he'll probably have a two three year win, window where he's like a really saw a really good number two, but I think for most of the career Paddock's probably going to be a really good number three, which is fine. That's that's still kind of a front of the rotation. Not, I mean, I think front of the rotation is one two, but I mean, he's a middle of the rotation, high middle of the rotation kind of is how you would look at it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a big piece of your puzzle. I would say there's five big pieces to the puzzle as far as the Padres, if they're going to win a World Series in the next five years. You'd say Machado, Tatis, 1A, 1B, whatever you want to say it. I would say number three is probably Gore. I'd say four is Paddock, and I would say five is Reyes. So going back to Andy Green, I think this is a really tough job. Whoever's managing this team based on you got a pitching staff, you got a young pitching staff. I mean, every guy in the rotation is really young. You got a really young team. Uh, you got some, you got a mix, mixed in a few veterans. I mean, it's not completely young. The rotation is, but you got some veterans in there, Hosmer, Machado, um, you know, stuff like that. But with that young rotation, he's got innings limits. The problem I have is with his innings limit is great example has been a couple times Lucchese's at like 70 pitches and he pulls them. And everyone's like, well, Lucchese sucks his third time through the order. I feel like Andy Green hasn't let Lucchese go a third time through the order enough to find out if he really sucks in those situations. Yes, it's going to be a lot tougher for Lucchese to get through the third third time through the order, because he doesn't have that greatest stuff. He basically only throws two pitches. I understand that. I'm not stupid. But every time you pull him early, you pull him in the fifth, you pull him in the sixth, and his pitch count is low, 
guess what? You're getting closer and closer to Robbie Erlin and Phil Maton and and other guys, you know, Adam Warren, I don't have much. I mean, he, actually, Warren's okay. Uh, Wick isn't that good. Sometimes he looks okay. Wick, Wick looks good if they're losing and he doesn't have to hold the lead. He looks pretty good. When they have to hold the lead, he, he worries me. So every time you pull a pitcher and he does it with Lauer, he does it with Markovicius or Margavish, whatever his name is, um, and there's no reason to baby McGavish because who really cares? He's not he's not part of your future. Um, every time you pull those guys early, you might maybe that game that you pull them, you don't have to use Maton or Erlin or Wick. But guess what? The following game, you're probably going to have to use them because you use one of your bullets that game because you use so many bullets that game that you pulled Lucchese early. And that's what happened. They got off to that 11-5 and five start, but they pulled guys so fucking early in every fucking game that now we're having to use Robbie Erland a lot more, Phil Maton. And I don't even understand how Maton's on the team. How is Luis Perdomo not on the team? Luis Perdomo is fine as a reliever. He actually looks pretty good. I know he got hit one game and his ERA kind of blew up, but there was like three, four innings in a row where I was like, dude, this guy should be are one of our high leverage relievers. Like I was like, you should put him in the seventh inning to set up Stammen for the eight. Uh, I, I still don't understand why Perdomo's not on the team. And what's happening, what's happening with the, with the starting rotation is some of the games they've pitched pretty good. I mean, I think they've done a little bit better than what people thought. I mean, I, you started out the rotation, you have <laughs> Mark Vicious and Lauer and, you know, you didn't know what you were going to have in Paddock. I mean, I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he'd be this good. His numbers, I don't think will, you know, he's got an ERA. I think I think it's like 1-9. I don't think that's going to, you know, I could see him finishing with an ERA of like 3-1, 3-2, you know, at best 2-7, somewhere around there. But, you know, and that's what I kind of expected, somewhere around like 3-2, 3-3. I didn't think it would be lower than three, but it looks like he has a chance at that. So you got a little more than expected from Paddock and Strom's. I, I knew Strom was good. I didn't know he was this good. Um, his stuff's really good. Doesn't he, I think Strom's actually going to even be better next year because his arm will be stronger. And I think, I think right now he throws 92-91 a lot because he wants to, you know, go go farther in games. I think by next year, he'll probably be throwing 93, 94 like he was last year coming out of the bullpen. Because um, I think his arm will feel better and he'll have more of more strength in, in his body and everything. He, he still could be a really good reliever if they want to put him back as a reliever, which I wouldn't. As of right now, you keep him as a starter. And as of going into next year, he, sh he probably should be given a an opportunity to start and we'll talk about the starters for next year too. But I mean, the rotation, you know, is done. I think it's done. Okay. It hasn't done terrible. The bullpen has just gotten bombed at times. And I think it's because he uses it too much. He's got to, he's got to push Lucchese and Lauer another inning every game almost because some guys, I was at the, my brother's house in the communion party and Guys were like, yeah, but Lauer and Lucchese are young too, so he's got to worry about their arms. Screw that, dude. 
Lauer and Lucchese, either Lucchese's going to be a five or he's going to be in the bullpen next year. Like, that's his role. It's never going to be one, two, or three. So he's not that big of a piece to the to winning a World Series here, you know? So I, I'm not saying I don't care about his arm, but he's, what is he, 25, 26 years old? Like, he's gone through. He, I don't think he's had any arm problems, and I don't think he's had any surgery and stuff. Like, let's go. Let's, let's push it a little bit more. You don't need a baby Lucchese. You don't need a baby Lauer. You shouldn't be babying those two guys. Markovicius, you shouldn't be babying because you know damn well he's not going to be part of the future. Um, as far as Qualtrough goes, I told people from day one, not from day one, but pretty much at this time last year, I was like, dude, Qualtrough's not good. Like This was like the point where I came to the conclusion. I was like, he's not that good because I kept watching him and he just kept getting stroked. And I'd watched him the second half of... Uh, the previous season, and it's just the stuff is okay. He's got a pretty good slider. He's got a good changeup. The fastball, he throws it hard, 94-95, but it's flat, and he doesn't locate. When you don't have a when when they're not scared of your fastball, and they can sit on your changeup, and it's just tough to beat guys if you can't if they're not scared of your fastball. It's just really really tough unless you have Great secondary pitches, like you have an out pitch. He doesn't really have an out pitch. His out pitch is basically his slider to right-handers and then his changeup, you know, to left-handers. But he really struggles against left-handers. And he's just, I don't think he's that good. I think he's a middle reliever at best, you know, a long reliever. I don't even think he's... I don't think he's a starting a starting five next year or the previous season. I don't think he's part of the plan at all. Now, let's talk one let's get into a positive guy is Logan Allen. Before coming on here, I just watched him rewatch the game. Logan Allen looks pretty good. The thing on Logan Allen again though is the fastball command. He is he just doesn't have it as good as he had it last year, but he's getting better and better. Uh, his curveball looks pretty good, changeup's good, slider. You know, he throws four pitches. You never know what what he's coming with. He doesn't really... Uh, you look at his stuff, it's, it's, you know, it looks like a number four type starter stuff where if he's got good location, he can look like a number two. But uh, he looks like a four or five to me. And he look, he's a bulldog, though. I think, I don't even think... If he came up right now, I don't think you have to baby him. Like, he pitched a lot of innings last year. I don't know what it was. I want to say it was over 130 innings. Um, he's got those big, big legs, big trunks. He's a big boy. Like, I don't know how tall he is. I don't think he's that tall, but he's he's big. He's thick. He looks like he's got, you know, the endurance and the stamina that he could throw 200 innings if he wanted I don't know about right now, but he could build up to throw 200 innings. And I think you got to start. I would assume that they're going to call him up real soon because he looks like, I think his ERA, let me check. I think it fell down to 4-2 today, and that's in El Paso. Let me check real quick. And in El Paso, if your ERA is in anything under 4-5 is probably pretty good because, I mean, they those guys just play on the freaking moon and 
Let's see, his ERA is now at 4.5. And that's what's struggling at the beginning of the first couple starts of the season. He really struggled. And it was almost like a reliever, like this early in the season. If you struggle, you know, one or two times your ERA, it's hard to get it back down this early in the year, especially because they don't pitch that many innings over there. They usually, Logan Allen usually goes five or six innings. All these guys go five or six. Although Logan Allen last year in double A was going six, seven in the second half of the season. I mean, he was. He was the most impressive pitcher, not stuff-wise, but as far as the minor leagues went last year. I mean, I watched him the most, him, Quantrill, and probably Jacob Nix because they were all in the missions team, and they they televised all those games. And Logan Allen was by far the best pitcher. You know, I saw Paddock probably throw 10 times in AA. I mean, Logan Allen was just as good as him. Now, stuff-wise, you would, you would, you would say, okay, Paddock's – Paddock's just more polished. Like he doesn't, he doesn't walk guys. Logan Allen will walk occasionally, a guy here and there. And um, I believe Logan Allen has, he's thrown about, I think it's close to thirty six innings, and he has eighteen walks. That's kind of a lot. So that's one every two innings. That's not, you're going to get in trouble in the major leagues with that. But you know, he was throwing ninety three today on some fastballs. His curveball, like I said, looked pretty good, and the changeup was good. And he, and he throws a slider um, to lefties that I like. So to righties, I think it's more of a curveball. And to lefties, it's a slider. So thinking of next year's rotation, and I've talked about this a lot on my periscopes, um, Gore, you're going to have Gore. I, I think you're going to have Gore opening day. I mean, I've seen him enough where I'm – Pretty, I'm very confident that he's gonna be on the opening day roster. I mean, he's he's as good as the pitching prospects you're gonna you're gonna get. I mean, there's some really good pitching prospects in baseball right now. I haven't seen the kid from the Tigers. I think it's Mize or whatever his name is pitch. Uh, I seen Whitley on Houston pitch once or twice. He's good. I think the guy on Oakland, Lazardo, I think his name is. He's probably better than Gore. I saw him pitch a lot because he was in Double A and he was in the he was in the same division as the Padres did um I think Tatis knocked him up I think I think Tatis hit one or two home runs off him but that guy that guy's really good I would say that guy's better than Gore but besides that Gore's probably he's either one one of the top pitching prospects in all baseball so what is Gore now 20 he'll be 21 next year I think he'll be in the rotation starting opening day then you got Paddock and you got Strom. You're you're gonna have a pretty good number one through three. Now it's filling the rest. Well, you're gonna have Garrett Richards for a year, and you could either throw Lament, who's gonna be coming back, or Logan Allen. I personally would probably like to go Logan Allen, just so that I can have Lament in the bullpen, or put Strom in the bullpen and have Lament start, so that you don't have so many left-handers. Because you're gonna have if you have Logan Allen in there. Garrett Richards, well, you would have Gore, Logan Allen, and and if you kept Strom, you'd have Strom. That's three lefties. That's not that bad, actually. But if you got rid of Strom and you put him in the bullpen, I'd rather have Strom actually in the bullpen if Lament looks like he's completely healthy and he can be, you know, a reliever. Either way, I think Strom or... Or Lament will be a pretty damn good setup man, if not fucking closer, um, for the bullpen. I mean, both of those guys got great stuff. So hopefully Lament will be healthy and, and come back strong. Now, you really can't count on Lament. I don't like to count on any of these guys coming off Tommy John unless they pitched, you know, uh, 
about three months worth of stuff and you feel confident, like even Paddock at the beginning of last year, at this time last year, I was still kind of like, well, he's still coming off the Tommy John. You got to do it for a couple months for me to feel confident. Then it got to like, you know, June or July. And I was like, okay, Paddock's, I'm feeling more and more comfortable with Paddock. So when they come off that Tommy John, it's it's tough to, you know, completely say, yeah, we got, you can pencil that guy in is, is what I'm trying to say. So I think their starting rotation is going to be really good, but let's go let's go through the team as of right now of the highs and lows of each player. We're about twenty five percent, a little over twenty five percent in the season. Uh, the catching position, Austin Hedges, I'm, he's he's done, he's done. I don't. What's the point of Austin Hedges continuing to be your starting catcher? The guy has a career batting average of like two hundred six. I think he hit two thirty one last year. If he hit two thirty one. That's a starting catcher with his defense, and he can hit 15, 20 home runs every year. That's a starting catcher. That's actually a really good starting catcher. Um, he's not even close to that. Well, what is he hitting? Like 160? I know it's early in the season. It's only, you know, he could turn it around a little bit. He's not going to turn around. We've seen this movie. I think we know what we have in Austin Hedges and Manny Margot. And what we have is. Two players that we need to we need to fill. We need to fill those spots. We need a center fielder and a catcher. Now, Mejia, I don't know if he was hurt or what, but I think Mejia should be starting catcher the rest of the season. Use him 70% of the time. Use Hedges 30% when Mejia comes back and go from there. The only way Mejia is going to get better for defense is by playing. You don't get better by sitting on the bench. You don't get better sitting, sitting your ass on the bench and watching so the more you play him the more you play Mejia this year the more it's going to benefit for next year a you get to find out a little sooner what type of player you have and b he's just going to get he he should just get better and better and if he's not and if he's nothing by you know if you if you play him the rest of the year this year basically as a starter I don't know 60 70 percent and then next year you play him, you know, 75-80%. That's almost two seasons of finding out what what do you have. And if he's just can't hit, then you know, you start looking around for another catcher. I'm not saying that you have to after two seasons of the guy, but I'm saying you you could start thinking of it. You can't you got to give him a chance is what I mean. So I still pretty high on Mejia. I think he's actually looked a little bit better defensively than what most people will say. Um, at the beginning, the first two weeks or the weaker first week or two, I was like, man, this is really bad. He's really bad defensively, but he, I think he's improved. I think his receiving's improved. He's got a cannon for an arm. So that's, that's not a problem. Um, I'm sure pitchers like pitching to hedges better, you know, the framing and stuff. But I mean, as time goes on, he is only going to get better at that. He's not going to get worse. So I think you, you basically, you need to. You need to you need to pass it on to Mejia and see what we got on that. So you go over to first base. Hosmer's having a, a pretty solid season. Nothing spectacular, but he's having a good season. It's it's kind of the player that I expected. I expected a little more power. I think. I mean, I think he's got six home runs or something. But I mean, a little more doubles, a little more power from him. I would like that maybe. 
you know, take that with in and the batting average comes down a little bit, that's fine. I mean, he's hitting, I think, 284 right now. That's a really good average, especially in this day and age of baseball. I mean, he's the only guy that's, you know, besides the first, what was it? First week, well, or first two weeks, he was off to a slow start. And basically after that, first two or three weeks, he was off to a slow start. I mean, he's been the most consistent player for over a month right now. And the defense, though, is really lacking this year. I don't know what happened to him defensively this year. Maybe it's just a couple plays here and there that just so happens that they happen in in a close amount of time. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like his head is as focused as it usually is. And I think that comes from the manager, I think. I think the manager has lost the players or starting to lose the players. I think this, the players are starting to just, nah, with the manager. Then second base, you got you got a big problem right now. Kinsler sucks. Um, Urias is. I don't think he's ready yet. Now let me get let me explain something. Because Kinsler sucks does not mean Urias should be up. You got to do what's best for Urias. And to me, what's best for Urias is keep him down in AAA, and try to work on that the walk rate and and the strikeout rate. Obviously, you want the walk rate to go up. And the strikeout rate to come down. If those two things, you know, improve within another month, then I'd bring them up. But as of right now, you know, I know people, uh, for some reason, Padre Twitter has him in, in the first ballot Hall of Fame. Like, he's already, like, better than Roberto Alomar. He, he's just, like, the greatest second baseman for some reason. And I think a lot of it has to do with because everyone hates Ian Kinsler. Like, I, I don't like Ian Kinsler either. Although I got a little more respect for him after he told everyone to fuck off. But, I mean, Kinsler sucks. I can't believe how bad he is defensively. I, I didn't... I thought when they got Kinsler... Excuse me. I thought when they got Kinsler, I was like, it's a bad deal because it's a two-year deal. If it would have been a one-year deal, I would have been all for it. Like a one-year for, I don't know, four or five million. I would have been... Yeah, that's that's a good signing because then you don't have to rush Urias and you get to kind of do it on, on Urias this time instead of... Hey, you just got the job and we got nothing else. You better go out there and fucking produce. Then there's a lot of pressure on a 21-year-old kid. So I thought getting Kinsler would help Urias out. And Kinsler just sucks. I mean, he just his defense sucks. Now, it looks like he's starting to hit a little bit better. I'm sure, I don't know what he's hitting, 170 or something. <laughs> but I'm sure he'll probably bring it up to 230, two, I don't know. Or 220, 230 by the end of the year, maybe, maybe. And but it's, he's just not good enough. But that what I'm trying to say though on that is don't because Urias sucks does not mean you want to bring up Ur, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, because Kinsler sucks does not mean you should bring up Urias. You should bring up Urias when it's time when Urias feels comfortable and he's ready. You don't want to fuck with that guy's uh head in it's like if the veteran quarterback sucks and the rookie quarterback's not ready to play, it doesn't mean you should play the rookie quarterback. Let the veteran take the beating. Let him get his ass kicked. Who cares? So let Kinsler get his ass kicked. I mean, we're not competing for a World Series this year anyways. You go to shortstop, and obviously Tatis's injury has really hampered the team. I knew it would. I didn't know it would. I didn't think it would be... I don't know. I didn't think they would miss him this much. I knew they were going to miss him because at the time, he was the only one hitting. Then Hosmer got it going. Reyes got it going. And Machado got it going. 
But they're the only three bats right now. So they miss they, they miss Tatis big time. Uh, I think Tatis is going to be a future Hall of Famer. I mean, we all see it. The defense, speed, power, everything. I He's actually impressed me a lot more. Not a lot more, but the way he spit on a lot of pitches. He wasn't, I thought he was going to strike out a little bit more. I know it's a still high strikeout rate, but I thought it would be in the 30s. I think it's in the high 20s. I think it's like 27 or 28%. I thought it would be easily in the 30s because he struck out a lot in the minor leagues. But he's kind of laying off those pitches. I can't wait to get him back. They need him. Uh, Machado's having a good season. Even if you translate his numbers right now, it would be a good season. Would it be a great season for him? No. I mean, he's hitting, I think, in the 260s. But his on-base percentage going into today was over 340. Um, I'll take that. I, I mean, you'd want it a little closer to 350, 360. But I'll take 340 if you hit 35 home runs. and you play. I didn't realize how good defensively he is. I knew he was good defensively. I didn't know he was great defensively. He's fantastic defensively. I, I can't believe how good he is defensively. Now, the ball he overran the other day and he dropped. Honestly, I just think that's... I think that's a guy that's kind of over Andy Green already. That's the sense I get. Is Some of these players are just like, eh, whatever. Andy Green, go fuck yourself. I think that's how they are. Um, the outfield, Reyes, right field, he's he's fine. He's going to be good. He hits the ball hard. If he, if he learns to take a few more pitches and walk, then he's going to be a really – He's going to be a really good player. I don't know if he'll ever be elite. I mean, he's going to hit 40 home runs. He's going to hit 40 home runs probably year in and year out as long as he stays healthy. His defense sucks. It's gotten a little bit better, it seems like, as as the year has gone on. Um, the kid loves – I love his attitude. The kid loves to play. You, I mean, that. if Will Myers brought that energy to the field, he'd be, he'd be the best player probably – he'd be probably be the second or third best player on the team. Because Will Myers has as much talent as anyone on the team. If he brought Reyes' energy and Reyes' attitude and Reyes' desire to win, then Will Myers would be a stud. So I like Reyes. I like what I see from there. We already talked about Margo. He sucks. Uh, Myers sucks. Renfro's good as a fourth outfielder, subbing in those guys. Now let's talk about some of the injuries. Because obviously there's the the Tatis injury, and that's hurt him. You know, that's the big one, like... That's it. That's the big one. Um, the Tatiste injury has obviously hurt him, like I said. But the other injuries have, have piled up, and it's really starting to hurt him. Because I was at the party today, and someone was like, well, they don't have good depth. I'm like, I think they have good depth on the Padres. It's just so many guys are hurt that you're losing that depth. Like, Jankowski would be your starting center fielder right now. I mean, you've already given Margo enough of... At least Jankowski gets on base. At least he works a walk. He's going to have an on-base percentage of 330, 340. He's probably going to hit 250. Sure. That's not a good batting average, but I'll take that over fucking Margo, who hits 250, 260, and has on-base percentage of 280, 290. And they're the same type of player almost, except Jankowski's a much better base runner, and he's better defensively. So Jankowski would be your center fielder. He would be your leadoff hitter right now. They miss Jankowski. And they also miss Cordero. Both of those guys are left-handed bats. They can't hit right-handed pitching right now. And that's that's not an Andy Green problem. That's a Preller problem. Preller just throws out seven right-handed hitters as your starters, and the only left-handed hitter is Hosmer. That's tough, dude. You, you got to mix in some left-handed bats. They, they need a left-handed bat to help them out. That was one of the reasons why I wanted Hosmer, too. 
to sign him is because it was a left-handed bat. So hopefully Cordero can come back. I mean, he's obviously injury-prone. He keeps getting hurt. But they miss him because that guy, if he played every day, would he probably hit 30 home runs. Now, he probably only hit 220, 230, but at least he's a threat. And <laughs> he's got a chance against right-handed you know, pitching. I think he could hit right-handed pitching better than some of these other guys that struggle. So they miss him. Like I said, now the bullpen... It's got some injuries too. That are some big injuries. Yeah, Loop hasn't pitched all year. Um, the Castillo injury was huge. I think if Castillo was on the team from opening day, they'd probably have two or three more wins. They would have won at Washington when they were up six zero, and they would have won one of the games. I think it was against the Mets. They were up like five two, and the the pen was just taxed in both those games in in those situations, and. You know, Stammen's fucking arm is going to fall off like it's Dave Dervecki. And they lost those games. I think if they had like Castillo or Wingington, you know, his injury kind of hurt, set him back too. Uh, they need to get some of these guys back. They get, I think, I'll, I'll end it on this. They're going to have a really good second half. I think they're going to really struggle. I bet you they're about five, five to seven games under 500 at the All-Star break. And then I think they're going to be five, seven games above 500 for the second half. And reason why I think in the second half they're going to be so much better is they're going to get healthy. Or at least they should get healthy. Obviously, you get the Savior and Tatis back. I mean, he's so valuable and he does so many things. You get him back. You get Winninger back and Castillo. Hopefully, he's back soon. And you get Lament. And you get Jankowski, Cordero. I mean, those guys help you win some games, man. They really will. You could you could let Margo can be involved in a trade when Cordero and Jankowski come back. I, I, if they release Margo, I wouldn't care. I know what Margo is. Margo and Hedges can't hit ninety-one mile an hour fastballs. If you can't hit a ninety-one mile an hour fastball, you're done. You're just toast. When they don't even have to throw a breaking ball, you're toast because they could just pound you inside, throw a fastball. Because it's obviously they can control a fastball a lot better than throwing a breaking ball. So all they have to do is just pound you with fastballs and you're done. If you can't turn on it and you can't make damage with with a fastball, you're done. So those two guys, I'm done with those two guys. I think they need a center fielder and Mejia, you got to give Mejia a chance. And then maybe two years from now, you might say we might need a catcher. But, you know... They got some time to find out on Mejia. At least two, three years. You got to find out on him. I mean, shit, we're like in what what year are we in Hedges? Like five? I mean, we we know what he is. What, what year are we on with Margo? Four? I mean, I know Margo, someone's like, oh, he's 24, 23 or 20. He can't be 23. He's got to be 24. He's 24. Great. I don't care. I can tell. He doesn't have the bat speed. So I really think the second half, though, you get Logan Allen up. I think that will help the starting rotation. Um, that guy can go six, seven innings. He's got that kind of – he throws four pitches. So third time through the order is not going to hurt him as much as, you know, a Lucchese or Paddock. They only throw two pitches. Uh, Logan Allen, I think, can help the bullpen out. He can help, help him out there. Lament, hopefully – I don't know if they're going to use Lament as a starter when he comes back, but – Hopefully that guy's back. You can't really count on him coming back, but 
Castillo to me is the one that's going to help the most. And I, I was just thinking of this just right now is Jose Torrens, the, the lefty. They, you know, he got the domestic violence. And he, I think he beat up his girlfriend or something, and they kicked him out of baseball. Uh, that one hurt him, dude. I mean, now it's two years, but that guy was going to be really good. So just thinking off the top of my head, that guy was. But so, like I said, I think the second half, I think they're going to be five, seven games above 500. I think they're going to struggle, though, in, in this half. Probably be five, seven games under 500. And I think they're hovering around 500 for the rest of the year. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'll probably do a few more, you know, more frequently. And I'll still go to the Periscopes when I want to have people involved in interacting. But sometimes I like to get some things off of my chest. So I'm going to do it this way too. But I'll do it both ways. All right, then. We are out of here. We could end it.